0: beautiful souls i'm camille
1: and this is erica of the healthcare from the soul the healer's journey podcast
0: where we listen to stories from heart-centered healthcare providers who are rewriting their story as healers of this world. Now more than ever, they feel dissonance within themselves and the system and are answering their soul's calling for something more. Erica and Camille host retreats around the globe for healthcare professionals interested in discovering more about their life's purpose in the healing arts. To learn more, head on over to the show notes.
1: Let's go to the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Healthcare from the Soul, The Healer's Journey. I'm Erica. And this is Camille. And today we have Christy Condi. And real quick, we're gonna jump right in because we all need a reset right now. If you're driving, please pull over or wait to do this later, because we're gonna go into some breathing techniques that will relax the nervous system. If you're driving or operating heavy machinery, stop and fast forward to the interview, which we'll do after this breathing technique.
2: So if you have any essential oils handy, anything that you like, I'm using Lang Lang right now for balance. I also have plenty other essential oil blends, but, but balance feels good right now. So if you have an essential oil, grab it, take one drop and put it into your left hand. Putting it in your left hand tells the universe that you're open to receive. The left hand is for receiving. The right hand is for giving. If you don't have an essential oil, that's okay because the breath work works just as well without it. It does actually, though, the the essential oils add a little oomph to it. It it helps your body um, access the emotional center of the brain, the limbic system, and connect that to the conscious part, the conscious thinking part of your brain. So- Drop in the left hand, what you're gonna do is you're gonna begin rubbing your hands together to stimulate that vital life force energy. You're also in essence, spreading the medicinal properties of this essential oil throughout your entire system because your hands, your feet and your ears have corresponding chakras. And so exhale completely out through your mouth. And from now on, inhale through the nose and go ahead and put your hands over your nose, lift your chin, inhale. Hold it, inhale more. Drop your shoulders, tuck your chin, and control the flow of the air out through your nose. Very slowly, you're gonna make the exhale twice as long as the inhale using ocean breath. Inhale, hands over the nose, lift the chin. Hold it, inhale more. Now tuck the chin, drop the shoulders, control the flow of the air out. Feel it like a French press forcing all the stale air, all of the toxins, all of the energy that does not serve out. All right, now lift the chin, inhale. Inhale more. And think to yourself, I am, as you tuck your chin, control the flow of the air out. I am power. I am the power that creates worlds, moving to and through this magnificent physical vessel. Inhale, hands over the nose. Inhale more, lifting the chin, and then tuck your chin. Bring the hands down, control the flow of the air out. I am, pleasure, I am in this body to be and experience the pleasure of magic and miracles, smile. Inhale, I am. Inhale more, tuck your chin, peace. I am the peace and the tranquility of faith. I am the knowledge that I am one with the creator, and the creation, inhale, I am, prosperity, I am the energy of forward motion, I am alignment, I am creation in physical form, smile, creating more serotonin, hands over the nose, lift the chin, inhale, I am, inhale more, love, Mm -hmm. tuck your chin, hands down, I am a living, breathing extension of God, of course, I am love. Inhale, I am. Magic, I am the magic that creates miracles, moving to and through this magnificent physical vessel and out into the world, smile. Inhale, lifting the chin, I am. Divine. Tuck the chin. I am a living, breathing extension of God. I am limitless, infinite energy, focused in this body, experiencing magic and miracles in the world. Inhale. I am. Inhale more. Now smile. This is going to be a long exhale. Inhale more. Drop your shoulders. Tuck your chin. I am. Inhale. Power. I am pleasure. Control the flow. I am peace. I am prosperity. I am love. I am magic, I am divine. Elongate that exhale, right? Inhale, I am. Inhale more. Power, I am peace, I am pleasure, I am passion, I am prosperity, I am love, I am magic, I am divine. Inhale, I am. Power, I am peace. I am pleasure. I am prosperity. I am love. I am magic. I am divine. Now let's do that one more time. That same way, I am. Inhale more. The third time you say it, the God amplifies it. So this is overflow. I am power. I am peace. I am pleasure. I am prosperity. I am love. I am magic. I am divine. Inhale, squeeze your hands into fists. Bringing your shoulders, oh, go ahead and bring your, your hands down by your back. I'm, I'm sorry, shoulders back and down, inhale. Feeling your hands in the fists. right? This is kind of like a superhero pose. You can put your shoulders back and down or uh, hands on your hips, inhale more, all right? Feel like you've charged every cell, every bone, every muscle with all of those wonderful vibrations and then let it go, blow it out through your mouth, blow it out <laughs> and then let go. Shake out your hands, roll your shoulders move your neck from side to side, right, lifting and tucking the chin, all right, inhale, squeeze your hands in a fist, curl your toes up in your shoes if you have them, inhale, you've pinched off a water hose, you have now activated all of those vibrations in your body, feel them moving into every cell, every bone, every muscle, till you can no longer contain it, and then let it go, blow it out, and let it go and imagine golden light coming off of your body, moving in all directions like waves of light and energy. Inhale, squeeze your hands into fists. Last one. Shoulders back and down, inhale more. Feel the energy of the divine coursing through your veins, overflowing your physical vessel, overflowing the energetic field around you and let it go, blow it out and let go and feel the bubble that you're in, the current that you're in beginning to lift and flow easily and fluidly on the current of peace and tranquility. Deep breath in and hands together, namaste. (laughs) <laughs> I probably should have done more of that breathing for myself before I was coaching it. <laughs> Deep breath in. And here we are. Namaste. Welcome back coming back into your physical body (laughs) normally that would be followed with some movement right that would help your body release adrenaline because you know that adrenaline gets blown through your bloodstream then now you've got your triggers are all popped and and once you're triggered right it's really hard to shift your vibration into a current of peace and so that breath work definitely when I do it without speaking it as much (laughs) it definitely pulls me into alignment but what's cool though is every Part of that activates the vagus nerve. It amplifies it, the movement, the elongated exhale, the use of an ocean breath, right? All of, oh, and then those positive words become positive triggers for your nervous system. Whereas, you know, normally if you use an affirmation and you say, I am love, right? When you're not feeling love or I am happy, (laughs) when you're not feeling happy, um, it usually causes Uh, more of a fight or flight response, actually. And so what science is finding is that when we do affirmations from that state of fight or flight, they actually don't work. It serves the same effect as literally telling a hysterical person to calm down. Does that ever work? (laughs) No. But when you do it in conjunction with breath, Right. What happens is by the third or fourth breath, you're saying a word and your body is actually feeling a different vibration, right? That kind of goes in alignment with that word that you've used. And so now when you walk down the street and you see, or when you drive down the street and you see somebody moving around looking real powerful, I mean, your body's going to go, Oh, yeah, I am power too. Right. And notice I didn't say powerful because we are not the beings that are full of power. We are the power fueling this being. We are the peace. We are the tranquility, the positivity, all of those things. And and you can use any word you want in that. But what we did there was we used words that kind of went through all of the entire chakra system one way or another so that we activated every part of our higher thinking and higher consciousness. (laughs)
0: Thank Thank you you. so much, Christy. So you delivered this magic, this in the science, in this breath work. So tell (laughs) me, who are you? I
2: I am a human. We're all human. I'm a nurse. I'm a Reiki master. I uh, have been working with clients and groups teaching mindfulness and relaxation techniques. But over the past 17 years, I have been writing a book (laughs) um, about my life experiences as an empath, right? And and how that gift, and notice I said gift, that being an empath is actually a gift. I know society has us programmed to believe that your ability to sense and perceive energy from others is a bad thing because if you don't know what you're doing, you absorb it from other people. But what I've learned through my life experiences and even through the course of writing this book was that 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 energy, right? That ability to sense and perceive energy from other humans is the same muscle. It's the same ability that allows us to sense and perceive the energy of the divine, right? Like your higher self, your angels, your guides, the whisper of God, right? And so the book that I'm writing or written, it's written, it is about that process the the first part is about understanding the concepts right so i went through a whole large period of my life where where some of the concepts of flowing divine love of using this empathic muscle for good for living my best life as opposed to viewing it as as a curse <laughs> right the first part of the book is about how i connected to the divine instinctively like all children have a sense of knowing right and that knowing tends to over time be kind of muted by society, by belief systems, by people telling us we're supposed to follow a certain path that was pre-designed for us instead of following our own path. And so, what I've discovered is that that empathic muscle, that same muscle that allows me to sense and perceive my guidance for my angels and guides, that same muscle can be used instead of just absorbing other people's energy, right? Because that's helpful. You know, you walk into a group and and you know you absorb the energy. Everybody goes skipping up into the sunset and you're like, "Ah, what do I do with this? Right. That's the curse of the empath. But what I've learned through the course of this of writing this book and analyzing my life experiences is that same muscle can be used instead of just absorbing, we can flow so much divine energy through ourselves and out into the world that instead of picking up other people's burdens, we literally blast it off of them. It's it's the difference between empathy and sympathy, right? So, so empathy is, or let's start with sympathy, right? Sympathy is um, oh poor you and and in essence worrying about people adding to the weight of the burden they're already carrying That's sympathy the gift of the empath is to see the person as whole and complete because they are right and then share in, in essence share the burden but but we're not sharing it it's literally giving the burden to the divine flowing divine love out into the world so that we can help others see their life for the beauty, help them find the miracles that are there. And also, excuse me, to create that same energy, that emotion, right? That guidance that we feel when we feel negative energy, that is God within us or our higher self that can see the big picture that knows who we are and where we're supposed to go with this life. That part of ourselves is always communicating with us, God, right? So what happens when, When you're a child, you hear the whisper, you have the knowing, you follow it instinctively, freely, without fear of judgment or ridicule, right? You're just free and you're open and you're connected. And there's a two way flow between our human self and the divine. And over time, and again, the first part of the book is that, is over time, society shifts that from you. And, you know, you start absorbing other people's life experiences. And instead of creating your own path, you start. Following the path designed for you and that muscle inside of you, that that communication from the divine, when you're feeling that negative energy, it is literally telling you you're following the wrong path. So when people tell me they have anxiety, I go, oh, good. (laughs) <laughs> and most people go like, what? Are you kidding? Why, why why is anxiety a good thing? Well, it means your your communication, your guidance system is still intact. It means that when you're not listening to the whisper, right? When you don't listen to the whisper, God, the creator of all things will send you messages of light and that's what the book is called, the messages of light. He will send them to you through your knowing. And if you ignore the knowing, he'll send those messages to you through other people. And you get them. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. But if you continue exercising that muscle, looking and feeling, seeing those miracles, then that communication comes through you. And you're able to use that, again, not from, not just to help other people, but literally to help yourself. If you know that anxiety is telling you, this anxiety tells you one of two things. Either what you're looking at is not for your highest and best good. Or the way you're looking at it is not for your highest and best good. And so when we know that that communication is literally, it's the empathic muscle trying to point us in the direction of our fulfillment. You know, we've been pl- praying for 2000 years, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And over time, humans have um, suppressed that guidance. We ignore it, we compartmentalize it. We don't listen when the creator of all things is screaming at you from the inside, hey, what you're doing or the way you're looking at what you're doing isn't good for you. Right. So now, the energy shifting and god is making a course correction and you can't turn down the volume of that empath- empathic muscle anymore you can't ignore that voice inside of you screaming at you that you're miscreating you are here to create your own heaven on earth and yet you are instead of paying attention to that anxiety and taking a deep breath and saying hey what you're looking at it's not what's going on here like before on this call, when I thought I had missed the whole call, I had a a big kind of ah, panic attack. And that was literally God inside of me saying, Hey, what are you doing? This is not what you want. This is not what you've created. You are buying into an illusion. And I did, I bought it hook, line and sinker. But the minute I calm myself down, the minute I literally followed my own guidance, literally God saying, hey, hey, no, do something with the adrenaline, take a deep breath and look at this from a higher perspective, then everything fell into place. Then the call went through the Internet worked and everything. You see what I'm saying? And so the first the first half of the book is me making those observations, right? And I would say half, but it's not half. <laughs> the observations were easy, guys, learning uh, the gifts of the empath, learning how it can be used, not just to help other people with their burdens, but, but by amplifying an emotion inside of you. Now, remember that, that anxiety is God saying, that's not what you want. But exhilaration, joy, excitement. That is God giving you a high five. You are on your path. This is a way you're supposed to go. Let's do this. Right. And so now when we pay attention to that guidance, we can use, and, and law of attraction says emotion is what amplifies a creation, right? Now, if your emotion is so powerfully rooted in joy and faith and love, then things fall magically into place. That is God giving you a high five saying, yes, you're on your path. But if you're not, if you're not on your path and you ignore people around you that show up when you're ignoring the whisper, if you ignore the little magical signs that appear in your world, don't worry. God won't leave you alone. You're never abandoned. He's always in there. (laughs) And so the second half of my, I would lay again, it's not half, the the second third of my book uh, is more about the, the ways I learned to apply these messages and, and in very human ways. Um, but the messages eventually they were, like I said, they were, it was a knowing at first, and then it kind of it kind of uh like i muted it right because nobody wants to be weird <laughs> nobody wants to be the the strange one that that talks to spirits you know or has the imaginary friend and and all of that and so back then we could mute it we could turn down the volume and compartmentalize but like i said you know we've been praying for 2000 years for heaven on earth and the energy has shifted the veil between heaven and earth has gotten thinner and the magic has gotten thicker. And so when you learn to pay attention to that guidance, right, that, 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 that God within you, you're a living, breathing extension of the energy that creates worlds put on this planet to create your own world within the larger world right? It doesn't matter what's going on outside your window. If there's nothing you can do about it, the only thing we're here to do is pay attention to what we can do. And so when you feel God giving you that high five, when you use this energy, your attention to purposely focus on creating the life of your dreams, creating heaven on earth, you will feel God amplifying that vibration, giving you that high five from inside, but also, amplifying your creation. This is the power of free will. And so now what's happening, like I said, is the veil is thin and the magic is thick and, and, and we're in quantum energy. Your thoughts are manifesting faster in the real world than ever before. You know, we used to be able to think one, two, three thoughts before we started feeling the flutter, right? But now, man, you think one thought out of alignment woof, There's something going on inside of you telling you, hey, this is not which way, not the way you want to go, right? Now, if we could just understand what that communication is, so many people would not feel victim to their experience and instead become the creators of it. Okay, I think I'm done with that. (laughs) Man, girl. I just got excited. So let's, let's
1: rewind. So the, the, the title of this podcast is Healthcare from the Soul. And we talk to people who have been in the conventional world of healthcare
2: mm-hmm.
1: and have left to practice the healing arts in another way or many other ways. Mm-hmm. I think what you you touched on a lot of things. So the the I believe that most healers are either highly sensitive or empaths, right? Mm-hmm. So I know when I was in practice, I felt like I had to carry the burden for all of my patients, and so by the end of the day, I was emotionally, mentally, spiritually constipated.
2: Yeah, you were in absorb mode.
1: um, Yeah, because I would allow myself to absorb all of the ailments, all of the stress, all of the because I didn't have the tools right to release them. Right, and I feel like that is an experience that I that is is a common and shared experience among people in the healthcare world, because Mm -hmm. we are we go into this believing that we're there to fix something or fix something. And so that's one of the things I'd love for you to talk about too. I'd love for you to talk about um, that anxiety that you get excited about, because I'm sure a lot of people who are listening to this or our goal is to allow people who are on the path and know that there's a different way and that that feel that that um, that calling that knowing Um, but how do they move from the knowing and that anxiety into 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 connection
2: into yeah yeah so so this has been this is very helpful in in the medical world specifically because um it's like I said in the beginning the difference between sympathy and empathy if you go in um, and you're flowing from human energy okay and again human energy comes from external validation whether it's for me or hey look at me if you're flowing from that vibration if you're flowing from a a vibration of oh no there's something wrong with you let me worry about you right then you're pobrecito yeah and if you're in that you're you're literally you are identifying with that person you are taking on their burden and again sure they go skipping off into the sunset they feel better but now you have your emotions plus everybody else's emotions to deal with because when an empath, and now all people are empathic, everyone is born with the ability to sense and perceive energy. Um, But the empaths that you're speaking of are the ones that are more actualized, the ones that have been practicing using what I call the empathic muscle, right? So if you go into potosita, right, then you're flowing from the energy that, that is in your human body that you've accumulated while you slept from what you ate and from maybe the meditation you did this morning. All right now, that energy usually runs out about nine a.m. <laughs> right, nine out of five after nine. Once you get to the office, right? Because you're because we care so much. We just oh, we just care so much, and that's good that we care, but. But when you're caring from that, it's coming from a need. We need the the validation of fixing someone. We need that person, right? Like we we find our fulfillment in helping others. But if we're coming at it from, from the need, like, oh, I need this person to feel better so I can feel better, you're never that that all your power is in someone else's basket there's nothing you can do about it right it's theirs unless they feel better you don't okay but when and again that's because if you're in an empathic absorb mode meaning feeling bad for someone or or worried about them then what's happening is you're absorbing their energy and not only do you I mean that's that's not great when you're when you're around unhealthy people all the time. Whether they're sick, they're they they have they're not sick. Their body is responding to disease of their spiritual connection, right? And so, when you, as an empath, take your time to breathe and connect and flow divine energy, which is unlimited love. Okay. So instead of, Oh, poor you, instead of being sympathetic, you're being empathetic. Like I know you're a living, breathing extension of God. I know what you're doing, where you're going through right now. It's something that is going to make you stronger, more powerful. Whatever your experience is, it's adding to the greater good in the world. When you see that person as capable of healing, as by amplifying truthfully, this is the gift, right? When you flow divine love out, you are no longer feeling the need to help someone, the need to, to make them better. What you're flowing is love, love for who they are, love for their experience, love for the greater good that they have offered, right? And sometimes the greater good is um, you know, there are people <laughs> people on the planet that have decided to um to be the examples of, of what not to do so some of us can learn, right? And, and if that's their experience, if they came to show us, sometimes they came in as the volunteers. You know, back in the day, the martyrdom was a real big thing in Jesus' day, right? Um, And our and our society t- has taught us that, you know, you got to carry your cross and all of that. And the people that have chosen to do that so that we can see the flaws in the medical system, so that we can see the flaws in our food and diet. Dietary system. So, and again, you can't fix anything unless you know it's there, right? So those experiences were to let us, number one, flow love to reaffirm to the person in front of us that they are a living, breathing extension of God and everything they need is within them to begin with. And then you add in the other stuff, the medicine, the, the, you know, the support and all of that. But the idea is to use your gift of overflowing energy, right? So there's love and there's need, right? And there's there's no opposite of love. But when we flow from from a sense of need, um, we're absorbing energy. Now, if we flow from love, I know whatever you're going through is something that you've chosen from a higher perspective for the greater good right? If we recognize that, thank you so much for your calling this attention to to me so I can see, so I can find new, I mean, some of these people, they're they're there so that you can, I mean, 90% of my life experiences I had, and I believe that I had them so that I could teach others so they don't have to go through it, right? So when you see the person in front of you and you recognize, instead of you know, and again, in medicine, we're taught, you know, you give the worst case scenarios to cover your your backside, but nobody ever has been taught to tell the person that, you know, there is a possibility that you could be the exception to the rule. Like, and until you activate that vibration in that person, until you look at them and overflow love, and instead of seeing them as a victim, you see them as the divine creator of their own experience, meaning, they, they are not victims to society, the foods they eat or the people around them. If they are victims, then they have no power. But if you activate that vibration, you are love you. Everything that you're doing here, even in your suffering is is of a value. Somebody is learning from this. Somebody is, is, is bringing love into this experience on purpose because of you. And remember nothing happens on this world that good does not come from it. Right. And so our job is to flow the love so powerfully, right. That empathic muscle flow. it so powerfully onto the people around us that they feel that love, that connection. And when they feel that okay, then they can access that, that that. okay, I, you're right, I do have some power in my experience. I do have the right to choose whether I wanna buy into this diagnosis or if I wanna breathe and see what my higher self is telling me. And again, this is about you not absorbing your patients or your clients energy, right? But by the same token, You don't get on God. God gets on you. So if you're going to be in a situation where you want to be human, everybody will, you'll exchange human energy back and forth. What is human energy? Fear, pain, shame. Sure, there's a love in that, but usually human love stems from need, right? So if you, if you don't need to fix them, you just want to help them feel better. You want to help them access their faith and their wellness, right? Then you teach them that, that again, teach yourself. Again, we only lead by example. We're not here to convince or convert. We're just here to be who we are. And if this works for you, if this resonates, then go with that. But, but what I teach people is that anxiety that you're feeling is your trigger, your cue to take the power back into your own hands. That is literally God saying, you're the creator. This is not what you came to create right so when you when you recognize that anxiety and you say okay that is communication I am not a victim this is not a disease this is communication and this communication if i listen to it if i follow it if i feel that flutter right if it, it always starts as a flutter but usually we don't recognize it we wait till it's a scream <laughs> you know we we hear the whisper at first we we think oh maybe I shouldn't think like that maybe you know something good actually could happen here but then then we ignore it and we let it keep spiraling so that flutter is our, our tool it's it's a it's a switch that we can flip and choose which current you're going to pick right and so like I said you can't tell somebody just think happy thoughts when they're in a a spiritual feeling of disease or a physical feeling of disease, thinking a happy thought or telling them that is going to make them angry. (laughs) And so the idea is to teach them what you guys have been doing all along, teaching them how to access the part of their nervous system that will heal them. Right. And to, and to help them repattern the conscious thinking thoughts, like, when when God screams at you from the inside, you know, say for for example, teenagers, right? I get that feeling every time I head off to school. <laughs> God is telling me I don't have to go to school, right? That's what that means. No, that's not what that means. What that means is God is trying to tell you that you're the way you're looking at it. Isn't for your highest and best good. If you're on your way to school and you're feeling anxiety, that's God saying you're looking at the bullies, you're looking at the mean kids, you're looking at the school food, you're looking at mean teachers or hard tests, right? That's the anxiety. Now, if you notice that happening and you choose to take a deep breath, any of the methods that you all have taught or the one that I offered, right? You choose to take that deep breath. Now, by the third or fourth deep breath, you are no longer. Uh, being controlled, right, by your adrenaline, okay? Because you can't think a happy thought when you're in fight or flight, and that's a good thing. <laughs> if you were actually, actually in danger, thinking happy thoughts is not gonna save your life, right? So the difference is training your conscious mind to notice, all right, if I am, if I feel this flutter and I have time to think about it, if I have time to say, oh, where did that come from? chance I'm not in danger, I'm just having fear, okay? And if fear is your focus, then God will keep screaming at you. So you feel the energy, you feel the flutter, we call anxiety, right? You feel that and you say, okay, that's communication. What are we gonna do? Do it with me, exhale, inhale, hold it, inhale more, drop your shoulders and then think, I am power. I am pleasure, I am peace, I am prosperity, I am love, I am magic, I am divine, right? Inhale, squeeze your hands into a fist. Imagine you've amplified every one of those vibrations in your physical body and now as you let it go, <sighs> see it flying out in all directions from your physical body. Now you have taken your power back. So that muscle with the more we exercise that muscle through breath work, through meditation, um, through yoga, through exercise, right? Any of those singing, dancing, playing all the feel good things. The more we exercise that muscle, the less we go into fight or flight because it's, you know, that part of the vagus nerve, right? So when we exercise it regularly by recognizing, wow, that's a trigger. (laughs) And obviously, I'm not in danger. I'm just worried that I missed a podcast, (laughs) right? So I'm not in fight or flight. I'm not actually in danger. This is me. This anxiety in my chest is me buying into an illusion. And get this, we are because of free will, we are the creators of our experience. So if we want to feel and buy into that illusion, go ahead it's free will. Go ahead. Right. But most of us at this point recognize it doesn't feel good to ignore God when he's talking to you. Right. And so when we have anxiety and we take the time, you know, number one, it, you have to remember to recognize it for what it is. And that takes a while. Right. So you feel it. So you recognize it for what it is. You take a deep breath. And 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 if, if you're still buzzing, if you can remember to take a deep breath, take the deep breath. If you're not then do something physical first, releasing the adrenaline, then take the deep breath or whichever order you want, right? But once you take the deep breath, you are like navigating that 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 illusion. So the illusion is in the biochemicals from the head to the toes, right? The connection isn't part of the biochemistry. The higher self doesn't have adrenaline and cortisol and and a a desperate need for oxytocin, right? That higher self doesn't thrive on human chemicals or external validation. So when you do that breath, number one, you make the chemicals that allow you to access your higher self, right? Um, And then from that higher self, you see the clear perspective. And then you as a caregiver, if you can see a clear perspective, then you can offer that person guidance that would not normally have come when you're worried about them. Right. Does that make sense?
0: (laughs) Yeah, That was great. I'm just going to, I'm just going to lay out the, the step. So when you're feeling that emotion of anxiety, worry, whatever the whisper is or Mm -hmm. the scream, then you first recognize it for what it is. Right. Mm -hmm. So recognize Mm -hmm. that you're actually having this, this feeling.
2: Am I in danger or am I in fear?
0: am I in danger? Am I in fear? The second is if you can't just breathe through it, then release the adrenaline by shaking, running, jumping, screaming, whatever. Screaming
2: into a pillow works really, really well. Um, Just uh, screaming out loud works really well too, but the pillow is better for your neighbors. (laughs) And then three, you take a deep breath. Four,
0: navigate the illusion, sort of recognizing that it is an illusion, that it is... Mm -hmm your story if you will and then five then you at that point then can hear the clear call you can hear,
2: yeah you hear the guidance and then the next thing is to create something new mm-hmm. design what's next right so if i am if god is screaming at me from the inside you're freaking out for no reason it's gonna be fine what I can do instead of freaking out is, okay, well, what can I do to make this better? If there's nothing you can do, for example, if, if you call and there's no answer, if you, you know, if you try to apologize and, and, you know, and it's well received or not, I mean, if you, if you, once you connect, right, and you ask a good question, you you breathe, you connect, you feel better, you can decide what to do next from that clear perspective. And so you can, there's always something you can do, always, always, always. So if you can, if you can't, you know, if you do all the physical things, if you get inspiration, go apologize, or, or just, you know, take a deep breath, sit, wait, it'll be fine, you know, just depending on whatever guidance you get and everyone gets it. It sounds like you are talking to yourself, because it's like a, a voice that sounds just like you in your head. Um, but, but when you listen to that guidance, it'll tell you what's next. So what it did for me was, okay, so there's nothing you can do about the fact that you, you missed a certain time or that, you know, circumstances didn't align exactly right for that moment. So what's next? you breathe, you connect, again, release the adrenaline in, in whatever way you can. You breathe and you connect. And then what can I do? And if you if there's something you can do, do it. And if there's nothing you can do, then you just keep breathing and you give it to the ultimate problem solver, the creator of all things. You say, okay, there's nothing I can do about this now. Here you go. And that's how you activate that faith vibration.
0: Beautiful. So the, one of the things that we love to do or conversations we love to have or hear about is, um, the healer's journey. So where on your journey, did you hear this whisper or you mentioned ignoring the whisper cause you didn't
1: <laughs> hear
2: it. <what you> did <laughs> yeah.
0: So at what point did you ignore that whisper? When did it become a scream? And mm-hmm. yeah. So tell us a little okay. bit about, take us back to when. You
2: okay. Heard. So, so like all children, there's that sense of knowing. Um, and at one point in my life, I I began to identify uh with, and it's crazy, you guys. You won't believe what got me to identify with the poor me vibration of all things in the whole world. It was not my parents' divorce, it was not my dog dying, it was a commercial on television absolutely I was watching a television commercial and there was a kid on the screen and oh he was crying and in the background there was some kind of parental drama right so clearly there was some kind of drama going on in the background and 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 you know in that in that moment like i could feel all of my oh you poor thing and oh i just wanted to help this sad little kid right and then at some point my brain goes oh Oh, now that's a way to get energy, (laughs) right? Like I hadn't, I started. And so at that point, once I identified, I made the identification with the victim okay i decided that oh well that's you know that's how i'll get energy and, and and again it wasn't conscious it was i saw this commercial and then it made me feel like oh you know whatever and then i went out into the world and i tried it oh poor me my parents are getting a divorce and and again never before did their divorce bother me. I was like, yeah, good, y'all have fun, right? And then I saw that commercial and then I learned I was supposed to feel bad because my parents were getting a divorce. So then I would go out into the world. (gasps) My parents are getting a divorce, right? Uh, Oh, poor me, you know, it's so rough. And then, oh my God, people's reaction. (gasps) Poor you, that must be so horrible. Here, what can we do to help? And ooh, energy vampire is born, right? And so um, then I went through the process of, yeah, you know, people don't like to be around energy vampires. Eventually they don't enjoy that. (laughs) You know, you can only tell the sob story so many times before somebody realizes you're choosing it, right? And so again, student of life experience, I decided, okay, well, I'll just say positive if I can't stay positive, right? So fake it till you make it kind of worked. Then I, I found magic and miracles and all of that wonderful stuff. And, and then I, and again, when I found the magic and miracles, I was breathing, I was connecting law of attraction was happening, magic and miracles, right? I was connecting and getting all my energy from source and overflowing it onto the people around me. And I was living my best life. Then uh, I was given the mission to write this book. And then all of a sudden my ego got involved, Yeah. (laughs) I know enough to write a book. huh? All right. Um, And then uh, I decided, and again, that's external validation. I would go out in the world and talk about this book and so excited. I mean, 17 years, eventually people stopped getting excited about that too, you know? Um, And again, so I, external validation, I'm trying to get my energy from outside myself. If it wasn't the poor me, it was the, hey, look at me look at me, I'm doing this. Then I tried to run half marathons. <laughs> hey, look at me, right? Um, pride goes before the fall, folks. I learned that one the hard way. And that's a really great story, but um, a lot of fun. But over the course of time, I tried everything. I tried the the natural way, like I could see in the course of writing this book, uh, the natural ways I got it, my happiest moments and how I accidentally created bliss and connection. And then I saw how I action through my actions, my beliefs and my expectations created my own hell on earth. Um, And so I, again, I went from poor me to yay to, Hey, look at me to guess what? We don't need energy from other humans. We create our own. (laughs) And, And that's where it took me. That's the whole journey. And when you create your own energy, you can share it with others. they they actually, the people around you begin actually identify with what you're seeing in them. When you're flowing divine energy, you literally cannot feel sorry for someone. You just love them. Thank you for your contribution. Thank you for being such a beautiful soul. How can I help? What can we do to make this world better, right? Rather than, oh no, the world is just me. (laughs) But yeah, so it's about Rather than getting energy from other people through the poor me, the, hey, look at me, look, I'm so great because I'm helping people. Uh, Look, you know what I'm saying? It's not about the ego. It's not about that. It's about, and again, there's a healthy ego and an unhealthy ego. And so what we're trying to do is activate the healthy ego that is not about, hey, look at me. It's about what can I do to make the world better?
1: Did you have this um, aha moment or moments? Before or after you went to
2: nursing school? Okay. Um, all of this was, uh, well, you know, it was both. It okay. was both because if you pay attention, there's the connect the dots, right? Like, I, and when you read the book, you'll see there's a connect the dots experience. Everything was leading me to nursing, to Reiki to integrative wellness, all of it was, was leading me to this path all along. And what was so bizarre was things that I never thought would be useful in, in wellness, right? You know, the skills and and things that I developed working with, with um, scouts, right? Who knew that those same skills would be useful now. And so that, that, it was a series of aha moments. It was literally watching the miracles happen, watching, you know, the, the miracles and the madness, right. It all happens. And it's just a matter of, of, uh, of, of choosing your path. And so, yeah, there was a moment where I got out of, uh, Western medicine and chose, uh, I decided that, that I could do more good if I wasn't serving from that empty cup, if I wasn't feeling overwhelmed and overloaded all the time. And so again, I, it wasn't ever a conscious choice that I would move from Western medicine into doing energy work and Reiki and breath work and teaching workshops. I, it was just like a crazy evolution that just happened because I listened to those messages, right? They, they guided me.
0: And I think that's a great reminder, or maybe not even a reminder, but just that we have these little breadcrumbs that are dropped, maybe an interest in a class, and we don't really have to know the why, like um, like why why we're interested in it or how it's going to be applied to what we're doing currently. But what if, right, what if we stayed open to possibility and took that class or learn that language or listen to this podcast or went on this retreat or whatever it may be. And then later, right, we look back Mm -hmm. and we see how it's connected. So I love remembering.
2: That is the entire message of my book, my dear. (laughs) That's exactly, exactly what we're here to do. We're here to, to follow those messages and they don't just come. I mean, they, Obviously, they come better and more profoundly from inside of you. You know, searching for your truths outside of yourself will always lead to confusion. But when you ignore it, there's still, again, those breadcrumbs. There's like who I am. Literally, Erica, I would not be doing what I do today if I had not get this. Set a prayer. So I was wanting my clients to have something to take home with them from my Reiki sessions because I'm not about making people codependent. I don't want them to be dependent on me. I want them to be able to make this energy on their own. So I, I said this prayer and I was like, okay, Lord, give it to me. What can I do to add to my Reiki? Cause I had already added essential oils and oxygen and a whole bunch of other things, but what can I add to Reiki, but to give my clients to take home with them, to help them maintain this energetic vibration, right? That was the prayer, okay? Then I literally hang up the phone with God. No, not really, I didn't. But, you know, as soon as, and you know, the prayers are answered in the moment of the asking, I'm just saying. So before the prayer was finished, I got literally in words, open Instagram. Now this is back in the day where I had maybe one friend on Instagram, Erica, um, and my daughters, okay? And, And I'm like, Okay, so God's sending messages of light through Instagram now, all righty. And I kid you not, I opened up Instagram and there was my Erica talking about the vagus nerve. And I was like, what? Oh my God, this is the answer to everything. And I am not kidding, everything. And so, yeah, those little inspirations, take that class, follow that, take a right here, go left there. That's guidance, and you don't have to wait for the scream to feel it. The whole point to my book is, and I I, I try to skip as many of my growing pains themselves as possible, but the whole point is for people like us, for healthcare workers, for people that are in service to the greater good in whatever field you're in. And they're everywhere. They are in, we are everywhere folks. (laughs) And so whether it's the medical world or administration of schools of, you know, whatever, like airport schools, like all of society politics everywhere there's one of us or a million of us already we're all waking up and we're all out there and we are here literally changing just our own little worlds but as you listen to those little messages then you get that fulfillment from inside feeling full of divine love that aha holy cow that was a miracle moment you can live on those forever i'm just saying you just keep if you ask for a miracle every day you'll get a miracle every day. Uh, God loves to prove himself. And so the whole idea is is to make that muscle stronger, right? Through breath work, through meditation, through laughter, through play, through positive visualization, whatever artistic endeavors, whatever feels great to you. Again, everyone has their own truth. So if it feels great to you and you go out and you tell somebody next to you, this is what I'm going to do. And they go, "Uh," are you going to keep doing it? Are you going to let them?" get their vibration on you, right? So if you're flowing from external validation and you decide you're going to go out and do something and somebody tells you it's a bad idea, you're going to crawl back into your shell. So the idea is to get so full of love and so passionate about what you're doing. You don't need to talk to other people about it. You don't need to, you you see what I'm saying? You just live it. You just be it and be that example. Oh, I love talking to you,
1: Christy. I love talking to you guys too. (laughs) So- we're um we're gonna start wrapping up and ask the ultimate question that we okay. always love to ask our our people, and that is Camilla, do you wanna do it? <laughs> you ask it so beautifully. Okay. So we all know the healthcare system is broken mm-hmm. and we're not here to fix it. We're simply right. here to envision a new paradigm, a new system. Mm-hmm. What does that, and so thinking outside of the box, we just throw the box away. Mm-hmm. What does that healthcare system of the future look like to you
2: or of the present? I feel like adding uh, mindfulness, breath work, these types of activities to wellness, to all fields, uh, will create that connection. Like you said, we can't change the system, but At large, because if you buck the current, the more you look at that negativity in the system, the part that is so damaged and and messed up, you're feeding it, you're adding gasoline to a fire that's already going by looking at that you're not changing anything you're giving them more power. So instead you look at what you can do what you as a practitioner can do now I know physical therapists, occupational therapists, speech therapists, nurses, doctors, uh, uh, physician assistant, and people that are in that world. And all they do is they take one minute to teach their client the deep breath in any way, any type of, any way that you can get your client, your patient to connect, to amplify the parasympathetic nervous system, right? In any way you can, you do that in every appointment and you're gonna see a dramatic change in the results now over time and maybe even right away, I mean, I have seen some whole wow moments like, but when you add breath to physical therapy, right, you know, when you're breathing, you're creating the oxytocin, the acetyl- acetylcholine, all of those positive neuro and biochemicals that heal nerve endings in the brain. And so when you're using Breath work in any field, any medical field, there is not a single organic system that is not positively affected by the breath. There's not one, every single one of them is positively affected by the breath. So if all you do, if all you do is you walk into that room and you see that person as whole, as a living, breathing extension of God, and you teach them how to remember that for just a moment, just a moment, one breath, I like three. Three really works. <laughs> three to twelve. But you know, you what we what I showed you after we did that big thing was that you, we could reset in one breath, maybe two. And so, if we just show that, if we just give our patients power over their own health outside of the Western dimensions, then I believe the medical system will have no choice but to take note on what's causing the change why are people getting better results with these practitioners and what you'll see is most of those practitioners if they're not already offering up the breath work or or meditations in their sessions because then they're referring people right so if whether or not you're an energy worker or or not there are so many different modalities out there that if you access the spirit in combination with the science, you bridge the gap and you get healing. You see? And so, amen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> let's, little, let's, up, let's up the Annie a little bit here, too. And what if the provider, before walking into the room, seeing the patient or client, did the breath work, the three yes. breaths, then that is, and did the breath work, then what change would we see? Oh,
2: that. That right there is, is the key for you as an empath, not to absorb their energy. Uh, To me, I, I, I'm so used to, to teaching that this is what you always do when you are going to, when you it's, you know, I use the concept of segment intending, like Abraham Hicks talks about, you know, creating intentionally each segment of your day, but if you were to do a breath at the beginning of each segment. If you were to do a breath when you wake up in the morning, you set the vibration for your whole day. You do a breath or three before you eat. You're literally setting your metabolism up so that you actually digest and process the foods efficiently. You take a breath before you walk into a patient room. Now you're overflowing divine love onto them instead of absorbing their illness and disease or the vibration of it. And again, you know, if you're absorbing, you're gonna be sympathetic. You're gonna, oh, pobrecito. Now, if you're flowing divine love, you're gonna be empathetic. You're gonna be like, there's nothing we cannot do with divine energy. There is nothing. And and again you know you use that segment intending right take a deep breath before you come home before you get in your car before you go to bed before you before your kids get in the car before you know <laughs> like all of these things right and so that is the fine tuning when we can get there we have become the masters of our own manifestation right yeah
0: I have another question too. Yeah. Um, so when we're looking at this and we have the, we have a, this, vision of the, what we, how we see healthcare, right? So we have this big vision and then we have this even bigger vision, right? Where we completely remove the box altogether. And uh-huh. um, so we don't look at it within the system, like you were talking about, because mm-hmm. that might amplify what's already there. So if we right. could just scrap the whole thing altogether, right? And we don't have to come up with the how, um, uh-huh. we don't actually really even have to do anything about it. We just have to Envision it. What would that look like? And I'm going to just kind of lead you a tad bit with this question because you've mentioned this. It's pretty much your entire interview has focused on this idea of spirit plus science. And Mm -hmm. so I would love to see if maybe that was part of your.
2: Yes. And that's everything that I do involves both. We do energy work and we do breath work. And again, you know, the physical body, the disease that we experience is direct relation, a uh, direct relation to our connection, our feeling of connection, right? So if you're feeling the illusion of disconnect, then then you're not going to be flowing divine energy and healing and all that. But if you're connecting and flowing, then the world, even the medical world, begins to take on its own life. I mean, I am what's crazy is I'm a registered nurse and I haven't worked in Western medicine in the traditional field in probably about 17 years. (laughs) Right. And, but does that mean that I'm not contributing or that the world isn't benefiting? No, absolutely not. And again, when we are in the flow, okay, Abraham Hicks says something to the effect of one person in alignment with this divine current is as effective as 10,000 who are not is, is more effective than 10,000. You know what I'm saying? Like, so one person, one vibration, one person in every field, just being your authentic self, it's contagious. And so the idea is You just be your authentic self, just flow, love, follow your own guidance, right? Sure, these are great suggestions, but each of us has our own guidance system and just doing what, you know, what one of us tells them to do may not be their exact path, right? So it's follow that guidance, shine your light so brightly that there's no room for that fear, for that darkness. And eventually what happens is your light shines brightly where you are, mine shines brightly over here and eventually those lights begin to intersect and we form that matrix of health and wellness and beauty and light all over the planet and it has no choice but to heal that's what I believe
0: (laughs) so this is just so beautiful I am almost in tears so it's and you said this earlier it's create your world your
2: create your own world inside of this world Yes, we can't create for other people. We can't, and the more we let them create for us, the more we create hell on earth. It's we've been we are like I like the analogy that that we are artists, right? And our life is the canvas. And the thing is, up until the energy began to change in in a couple of years ago, right twenty twenty one, right? Or anyway, it started way before that. But when the energy began to change, what happened is that we opened up. This whole new ability, not we don't have to paint with the colors that were provided for us. We can create our own. We design whatever we want. We mix, we blend. We are alchemists. We are the creators of this new life, this new energy, the new world. And again, it doesn't matter what the other soul groups are doing with theirs. It doesn't. They're here, they're, hallelujah, doing what they came to do. And no, destruction breeds creation. You know, you got to, the old foundations have to crumble for you to build on a new one, right? And so this is us. Just, we're the, I think I might have told you this one, Erica. I feel like Jesus 2,000 years ago activated vibrations. He spread seeds all over the planet, right? And now, 2,000 years later, we've been praying, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And those little seeds are sprouting up through that cracked foundation and we're creating that heaven on earth, the the new world, the, creating a history that's even worth repeating, right? So that our children can, can live happy and blissful and connected because it's their birthright. And we're not going to take that from them. We're not going to do it this time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Always, always starts within, right? It does. In the
2: inside
1: it does. world, paint your outside one.
2: Exactly. And, and like I said, If you take the power within yourself to just focus on your world, your light shines so brightly that other people notice. They can't, you know, if there's a light in the darkness, you can't miss it, right? And so then we're drawn to that. And what happened in the old days with empaths is, is that that draw kind of, It was the light blotting out the flame and we didn't know how to just flow it over everybody, right? We let the energy of the world get on us. But what we realize is that being living, breathing extensions of the energy that creates worlds, when you flow in that power with your free will and it's free will, you got to choose it. You have to choose that you have power. But when you flow in that energy, in that love, then nothing gets on you. And if it does... If it does and you have a human moment and you lose your marbles for a minute, guess what? You can take a deep breath and collect them and shove them back in there where they belong.
1: <laughs> Beautiful. Thank you, Christy. This has been so much fun. Thank
2: you. This has been so much fun. It, thank you, guys. I appreciate you so much. And it's such an honor and a joy to be here with your smiling faces. It's so wonderful to share The energy, you know, that we're, and and remember everybody that we contact, everyone we speak with, we're making an agreement to share energy with them. So if we're going to share energy, let's share love. Let's not share concern or worry. Worry is weight. You don't want to add to someone's burden. You want to share the love and remind others that they are just as divine as everyone else, right? Every human has divinity within them. And when they recognize that and they activate that power that's when the world changes. And again, just yours, just yours. It's no pressure.
0: <laughs> thank you so much, Christy. And thank you in the show notes, you will find ways in which to contact Christy. If you would like a Reiki section, a Reiki session, which she can do over the distance. phone. Yeah. Yeah. Long distance even.
2: Yeah. Distance. Energy has no physical boundary you know and and i could i don't know if you guys could do could do what i was doing but i was feeling your energy as we were sitting here exchanging i'm sure you were feeling mine and so that's just an example, you know, but but distance Reiki, I almost sometimes think it works even better than hands on, because when you're hands-on, sometimes people, oh, they're paying attention to the warmth and the feelings around them coming from outside themselves. But when you do distance Reiki, and I offer like a uh, it's breathwork movement and meditation, right? And so when I offer the meditation, I'm instilling those new positive bio and chemical triggers, right? You're making that energy, you're making your own energy and overflowing it it. And so uh, it just, again, they're both powerful, but I got to say, if you can take time out one hour, sometimes even half hour, I prorate my sessions after the first couple of sessions, because there's so much to teach. But, you know, if you just need 30 minutes to reset and somebody to amplify you, you can do that from anywhere, you know, and, and again, God is in each of us. We're not, I'm not, you know, I'm just pointing it out to you. (laughs) And so yes, distance reiki works very very well. I love it. It makes me very happy and it, and again, I I I feel like there the evidence of the energy exchange is here. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Cuz you can't flow it through. I mean, once you're attuned to reiki, you can't turn it off. <laughs> so <laughs> it just flows. So, yeah. There we go. Anyway, thank you. Thank you, Christy. Thank you guys. Mwah. I appreciate Thank you. You, joining
1: us. you can find um, we'll have everything um, that you need to get in touch with Christy on the show notes and including information about her book, Messages <laughs> of Light, that's coming out soon. Yay. I'm so excited. <laughs> next time. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so happy you're here. We look forward to bringing you more stories from the healer's journey on healthcare from the soul. If you've loved this podcast, please let us know by dropping a review on Apple Podcasts to support us getting the word out. As our gift to you, we'll send you a meditation. Just screenshot your review and email us at healthcarefromthesoul at gmail.com. Thank you. And until next time, we're sending all our love.